it's you. Come on in. Welcome to the scum bar. Welcome to the Scumbar Podcast, episode 47, where we talk movies, video games, pop culture, books, Palpatine, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Brush, Jedi Matt Brush today, and with me, a Sith Lord. Rise. <laughs> I guess I'm Sith Anthos. Darth Anthos. Oh yeah, that makes Darth Anthos. Darth Anthos. I was actually just wondering with a buddy of mine the other day, I was thinking, so is Vader not a sith then like vader's not a sith i assume right why not isn't he no i don't think so i think he's just a fallen jedi right but but then it becomes the apprentice of a sith so i think he's like officially a sith are sith are sith bloodline sith or a sith like just based on what you practice i feel like it's based on what you practice you know i'm not the person Uh, who's asking this either am i though that's (laughs) that's why we should talk about it more and more like from authority like we know (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, welcome to this okay. Gumbar Podcast. Anthos, how are you doing today? I am doing... Yeah, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, you're just doing. Just blankly doing. Well, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta be... You just gotta do. I'm, uh, you just gotta be and you gotta do. I'm doing good. Anthos, would a pirate joke cheer you up today? Ooh. Uh, all right. Sure, sure. <laughs> why, why did the pirate walk the plank? Because uh, it was too... He... He couldn't run. His his peg leg prevented him from running. Because he couldn't afford a dog. Ah! ah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> so good. I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sweet. It's innocent. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we got a big episode planned here today. We're going to be doing a Star Wars-themed episode. Star uh, Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. I guess we're going to be doing a bunch of different things. Probably a bunch of different questions about Star Wars. Talk a little bit about Rise of Skywalker. Talk a little bit about previous movies and such. We're just going to have a lot of fun doing a bunch of Star Wars stuff today. We may even have time for a Star Wars quiz in the middle of it, depending on how today goes. But oh, I'm not ready, but okay, we'll try. First, before we get into all the Star Wars Z stuff, let's do something I like to call. Uh, what do I call it again? Ye uh, old news. That's exactly what it is. Ye <laughs> old news. So, Anthos, why don't you uh, lay on me what you got to throw down? All right, I'm gonna lay on you a bunch of trailers. Ooh, ooh. Um, I hope I've seen them all. So, well, have you seen the Wonder Woman trailer? I have seen the Wonder Woman trailer, yes. Cool. Well, that's one. Have you seen the Ghostbusters trailer? I have seen the Ghostbusters trailer as well. Great, that's two. Have you seen the Bond trailer? Yes, I've seen that as well. Well, you're three for three. Holy smokes. I am shocked that I can say I have. (laughs) Wow. Great. Um, Okay, well, that's that's the trailer news portion. Have you seen the new Top Gun trailer? Um, Ooh, not the new one, no. Uh, Uh, Have I? When did that one come out? Like, I think just the other day, like a couple days oh, ago. Oh, then definitely not. No. Yeah, okay. I was in the same boat, just my buddy wanted to show it to me. Because he, he, he told me, he's like, I want you to find the conflict slash villain in this trailer. And <laughs> we watched <Okay>. it. Okay. <laughs> and he and- proved such a good point. There was no conflict and no villain in the whole trailer. It was hilarious. <laughs> like Yeah, in the I- first trailer that came out, it was more so just about, like, him. just 
him yeah exactly yeah, it's just about his, him and his like, legacy okay. that he's not going to give up <laughs> it's pretty, pretty much, much right? just them saying remember tom cruise remember top gun we're doing another one <laughs> that's what the trailer <laughs> yeah. is pretty much yeah uh so the second trailer pretty much the same thing anyways why don't you go ahead and tell me about these trailers um it's been a while since i see that now but the wonder woman trailer so she's got some whoa Sorry. um <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Chris Pine is back. Colonel Trevor. Yeah. Or, no, sorry, not the, Colonel Trevor. Trevor. The, the piniest. What's, what's his name? <coughs> I feel like his name was Chris in the movie. I feel like his name was Chris Pine. And she goes, Chris! I feel like... <laughs> Mr. Pine! <laughs> I feel like his name almost doesn't matter because I feel like it was just Chris Pine. Um, okay. Well, anyway, Trevor Pine is back. <laughs> Trevor Pine? Uh, Trevor Pine is back. Dennis Quaid is here. Have you ever seen that? From, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis uh, Quaid wants coffee. <laughs> yeah. No, anyway, no. so um, yeah, no, uh, one, one woman to get some new armor. Uh, she certainly did. Yep. Um, Trevor. They're going for the uh, Thor Ragnarok aesthetic here. They're going for '80s rock and stylized colors and, and like such really for flashy, yeah, flashy, yeah. shiny kind of aesthetic. It feels yeah. it feels almost like too late for that theme, and yet at the same time. No, it just it just feels all around too late. You know, as my fiance was talking about it, she was like, "This looks like they're trying to mimic a Stranger Things esque uh, aesthetic." Oh, I was like, yeah, <laughs> it does seem like that. And then also, it's just it's got a little bit, in my opinion, just it's it's trying to be too much like Thor Ragnarok, which was like what three years ago or something now. So it feels like feels like yeah. it's too late to the party. And then on top of all that, I think one of the really really interesting things about Wonder Woman was the theme. The theme always stuck with me. It was a good theme. Yeah. And then the theme is gone now. It's just something else. It was very just like generic 80s theme. And I wouldn't normally be saying generic 80s theme if we hadn't just had a bunch of movies that are all taking place in the 80s now. Yeah. So it, it just seems a little... Trend. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly. It's a little trendy. It's a little samey. And I was kind of hoping for something a little bit different, in my opinion. I think it would have been more interesting if it was taking place during like Desert Storm or something. And she was going to war now in more of a modern setting okay uh, yeah and not just let's throw her in the 80s <laughs> i don't know it just seems strange but that's my didn't, take on it i mean who knows wait didn't uh didn't the <coughs> woman also take pl- like did it it took place i guess both in the eight or they showed flashbacks of when she was training and then yeah wait didn't it take place in the 80s what are you talking about desert storm no wonder woman oh no the first one <laughs> the first wonder woman no first wonder woman was in world war one oh no sorry. world war two oh, right, world right, war right. two sorry Right, 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 right. World War Two. Okay, so I guess we have to figure out what happens to. We could have done Korean kid. War. We could have done Vietnam War. Honestly, Vietnam War would have been great too. We would have had seventies music, and we would have had like all that aesthetics. I think that would have been really interesting. The Wonder Woman and bell bottoms. You could have, yeah, you could have seen uh, Chris Pine with like yeah bell bottoms and like the peace sign, and he's like at a rally or something. Like <laughs> I think that might have been a better aesthetic that makes more sense for her story. But at the same time, I don't know the comic books at all. I don't know her story at all. And on top of all this. When I saw the first Wonder Woman movie's trailer, I didn't like it either. I thought it was going to be really bad. I was pretty much dragged into the theater to see that movie. And I came (laughs) out and really liked the movie. So I was shocked by how good the first Wonder Woman was. Um, And most of it was Chris Pine and her. I think those two were so good on screen that that whole movie sold me. It was very good. Um, But this one, it just seems off again. But again, who knows? Maybe I'll walk into this thing and it's amazing. But just I feel off about it. It feels strange. Well, it also feels like quite a bit of a departure from the first one Mm -hmm. i I, like just just thinking about the trailer anyway that it just um like you said so it's got like the trendy rock music taking place in the 80s and the trailer itself doesn't to me doesn't really exude like a a superhero 
movie. No. If you know what I mean. It just seems like until like it an cuts 80s to like experience. a CGI fest and that it's like jarring almost. Yeah, I I guess so. Um so I don't know, I don't have too much to say about that one. As always, like I don't really have much to say about any trailers per se, just because I uh I'm still not in that in that mindset where I'm like really trying to pay attention to what I'm seeing in the trailer to right. make no, sense of, of what I think I'm gonna see in the movie. And it is a little wrong uh, to judge a movie based on the trailer. It's just yeah. um, you can you can make guesses and estimations from there, so you can sometimes be right, but you can totally be wrong and off about it. I mean, Mission Impossible Five is one of my favorite trailers right now. I still think that that trailer is one of the best trailers there is out right now, and I don't necessarily like the movie all that much, but the trailer is really good. Why don't I recall the Mission Impossible oh. Five trailer? Is that how new is that? It's well, I don't know how old was Mission Impossible Five, or I'm sorry, was it Mission Impossible Five? No, Wait. no, I'm sorry, I said the wrong one. I meant uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh. Oh, I see. Even yeah, like... I, did, I didn't mean five. I'm sorry. <laughs> I oh, okay. I'd follow it. <clears throat> okay, gotcha. But yeah, is that it... trailer is really, really good. Uh, I don't know who did it, but like they just knew how to make a trailer. Everything is edited really well. It cuts perfectly with the music. The music itself just uh, like enhances what you're seeing on screen. It's just a re- it's an example of how to make a really good trailer. And yeah. uh, I'm, I don't even really know the Mission Impossible storylines all that well, but I saw that trailer in theaters. And I remember as soon as that trailer finished, I was just like, I want to see this movie. <laughs> like It looked mm. so good. Yeah. Why don't I remember? Oh, I remember the scene where they're in that thing, and then there's the water, and then the yeah, right. I barely remember this movie. I don't know why. For some reason, Fallout? Mission Impossible. Yeah, Fallout's the one with um in the trailer. They did that thing where the the big uh, Superman actor. He's got his muscles, and he's like doo doo doo. It does it like perfect on on beat. Yeah, thing. Henry Cavill. <laughs> yeah. But they do yeah. this really good build up at the beginning of the trailer where it's just playing this like nice piano roll and it's like got this like interesting like crawl that's coming up and all these characters are saying lines from the movies and it's getting interesting and interesting and interesting that it just cuts fades to black and it slowly fades on Tom Cruise and it just hits with the Mission Impossible theme. It's like doom 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 doom. But then instead of it playing the Mission Impossible theme, it's playing a different song and it's like cross faded both these songs together and it's oh, cool. oh, it's I shouldn't just describe the whole thing. I swear I could describe trailers for like years, <laughs> but um Go watch it if you haven't seen it. It's really good. Why am I seeing related <clears throat> movies? Mission Impossible Seven. What is this? How many Mission Impossible? Possible I don't know which one Fallout is, but it's definitely more than five. Yeah, Fallout must be. Wait, oh, Mission Impossible Seven is coming out twenty twenty one. There we go. Oh, I see. So Fallout is six then. I, I guess? guess so. Oh, sure. Oh, that trailer is so good though. Two, watch that three, trailer. Four, um. Two. Anyways, yeah. So who knows? Who knows about Wonder Woman? Who knows what it'll be like? Oh, I hope it's good. For their sake, because DC can <laughs> use one right now. <laughs> yeah, but they can always use one. I mean, well, they they have a. I guess they're focusing more on TV. Yeah, on they cable? do like they do well on TV too. Like people seem really interested in the Flash and the Green Arrow stuff. Yeah, they, yeah. It, it, the series is called Arrow. Um, they've also got the DC right. Legends of Tomorrow. Right. Um, Wonder Woman, Batgirl, got, or whatever. Well, Batman. not Wonder Woman yeah, but yeah, Batwoman is on it. Oh, now. I'm sorry, not Wonder Woman. And then there's uh, there's Supergirl. Super Supergirl. Yeah, that's yeah. The one. Yeah, Supergirl, <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman, and coming soon will be Star Girl, in early 2020. So that's something Star that uh, I just Girl. recently saw too. So I'm not really too. F- I'm not familiar with her at all. I'm just looking up um, online, but it says uh, notable aliases: the Star Spangled Kid. Um, hmm. She's been affiliated with the Justice Society of America, Stars and S T R I P E. That stands for Stripe. Um, Suicide Squad, Young Justice, Justice League, and Justice League United. So. Some of her known abilities, trained gymnast and kickboxer via cosmic converter belt. So I guess, oh, I saw, oh, okay. So via 
Her cosmic converter belt, she has enhanced strength, speed, agility, and stamina. Hmm. And she has the ability to project shooting stars. Aw. So everybody can make a wish around her. That's nice. You know, Mewtwo could also make stars. He's swift. I think, well, Pidgey can too. Yeah, but Mewtwo is more interesting than Pidgey. But Pidgey... Mewtwo had a better base attack than Pidgey did. Pidgey's cute. Yeah, well, Mewtwo looks like Frieza. <laughs> I swear Mewtwo and Frieza yeah, were designed true, yeah. by the same person. I'm I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's something that has probably been up for debate and then like was finished really quickly because everybody just agreed that yes, they do look alike. Um, so anyway, yeah, so Stargirl coming out on CW early 2020. So like CW is just full of all these uh, DC shows. I'm yeah, not sure, sure. Um, which one's gonna be. I have. I thought I heard that maybe Arrow is going to be ending soon, unless it's uh, unless they were just talking about this new arc. So they're actually going through the arc right now, where all of the shows that are available now. So Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Batwoman, and Supergirl, they're all doing crossovers for Crisis on Infinite Earths, and oh, I think this is a okay. comic from back in the '40s, if I'm not mistaken. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Thank you, Google. Uh, oops, no. Oh, publication date. Never mind. April eighty-five. Why did I say forties? Marvel wasn't even. Or yeah, nobody was around back in forties. I guess some people were around. Anyway, uh, <laughs> publication date: April nineteen eighty-five to March nineteen eighty-six. So it was just um, uh, just a short arc of twelve issues. So I'm I'm I do want to get into it just because it's it'd be quick to um to catch up on. I mean, considering it's just 12 episodes. I'm really curious to see how they fit all the characters together because Supergirl also has... Uh, there's a Superman in that show now. Right. Um, I think Martian Manhunter might even be in that show. And I, I don't know what, to what extent all of the other characters are, but um, uh, I, it's funny. The, there's this thumbnail of Brandon Routh as an old, like an aged Superman. And he oh. was Superman in the movie... Um, it wasn't Man of Steel. It was Superman Returns, I think. The oh, one yeah, with, yeah. with Kevin Spacey that. as Lex. Yeah. Um, and so I wonder I wonder if maybe he is going to be reprising the role as Superman. Like he already is the um he's already the Adam. He's Arnold Palmer in Arnold Palmer? Ray Palmer. <laughs> uh he's Ray Palmer in the DC shows. Oh, okay. And um so I guess maybe if, if there's if this thumbnail is accurate and he's actually portraying an old Superman that it must be like like a different Earth Superman that he is and then um, oh this was also interesting uh, the guy who played Lionel Luther in Smallville is oh. returning as well but he is I think he's returning as an old like an aged Batman like an aged Bruce Wayne oh wow and Tom Welling is also returning as an aged Superman but like, wow. like a, farm, a farm boy Superman so Oh, that's awesome! So yeah, the, it's it, good to hear. It really intrigues me. It's um, oh, that's funny. Like, that's kind of these. like what we were talking about in that one podcast. We we're talking about the remake of Superman. That's inevitable, <laughs> like yeah, what right. we like to see for these kind of characters. That's interesting. They're doing that with the TV show because with the TV series, I guess they don't have to worry as much. They can just kind of say like, I don't care how, where this is going, but we could just kind of do what we want. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. And like, it's not going to be. Well, I, I expect it won't be any kind of canon with any of the movies. So they've right. got a little bit more free range there. Just yeah. Like you said, do whatever they want. Um, what else do we? Oh, so the Ghostbusters trailer. Right. Um, yeah, interesting. That 
to me seemed something about it seemed much more like serious of a movie than all the other Ghostbusters that I remember because like they're all like the whole cast like they're all uh, comedy actors right right from the from the original Ghostbusters movies and and while you watch the movie like yes there are some creepy and scary moments but at the same time I guess because of that era a lot of those scenes for me are more on the comedic side as opposed to like this is a serious thing like yeah. Yes, like it's ghosts, but like you know, we have to. We're we're taking this whole thing seriously. Um, mm-hmm. like I didn't, I didn't get it from that, but I'm getting it from this upcoming Ghostbusters movie. I don't know. I don't know if it's just me, but um, who is uh who did I see? Was that Finn uh Wolfhard? Yeah, Finn Wolfhard's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Stranger um, th- Stranger Things kid. This is another one. My fiance's like, oh, it's another movie trying to be Stranger Things again. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, it, it does. It does have that feel to it for sure. Um, yeah, it sounds. It seems to me like they're a little bit scared. Sony's a little bit scared to throw too many jokes into the trailer. I think they're worried that if they throw jokes into the trailer, people are gonna think that this movie's also not taking it very seriously. Mm-hmm. So I think because of that, they decide to try to go for just a serious tone. Okay. And yeah, I'm just hoping. I'm hoping that the movie is actually a lot more funny than it seems to come off on that trailer. Yeah. But I have to say, I'm not like I'm not disappointed in the trailer. It does look pretty good, actually. I mean, yeah. Because they're not trying to remake anything, it just seems like they're trying to pay homage and make their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Red Letter Media guys did a little review on this, and I love watching those guys. They've got good opinions on these movies. And uh, they did like a little kind of reaction to it. They were pretty much mentioning that it seems more like a Tremors movie. It seems like the old school kind of Tremors thing. I mean, if you remember the plot of Tremors, it was like earthquakes happening and people don't know what's going on. Then it's like a small band of people that end up fighting these giant worms, right? And uh, that's kind of what they're doing with Ghostbusters. They're taking it out of New New York, right? They're doing it for like small town setting and like much smaller kind of stakes, but still paying Mm, homage to the original movie and (laughs) (laughs) barbecued steak, pork chops, ribs, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Coleslaw. <laughs> See, as I'm talking, that's all Anthos is ever actually hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Gravy, mashed potatoes, garlic mashed potatoes. Uh, fettuccine Ooh, Alfredo. Buttermilk rigatoni. on top of that. <laughs> uh, I go for a pizza. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, it does seem uh, more grounded. And then, I don't know if you caught it in the trailer, it really sounded like Bill Murray was in that trailer. Did you hear uh, Didn't he, did, Wasn't he the narrator for a little bit? It seemed like it, yeah, but it didn't say like Bill Murray anywhere, so I just assumed it was him, but I I don't know. There was one guy who he was I can't remember what he said like we are inevitable or something or it was inevitable or I don't the know, whole I know. time I th- I thought it was Bill Murray unless I, I not I'm not the whole trailer no 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 a lot of it's done by actually I don't know who it's done by I think it does a bunch of different di- of the actors like saying different lines but there oh, is okay. like three specific lines that all sound like Bill Murray is talking and I was like ooh this is cool and then <laughs> uh, remind me again who's the um. Uh, the characters they're related to one of the Ghostbusters. Is they're it? related to Egon. Egon, yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, Egon right. is played yeah. by Sam. Oh no, what's his name? Harold Ramis. Harold okay. Ramis, and uh, he passed away unfortunately. Mm. So he like he helped make the original movie with Dan Aykroyd. They helped like co-write the whole thing. Okay. <clears throat> so he was really tied to the Ghostbusters, and he was really awesome. But yeah. So when he passed away, everybody's like, "Oh, well, there it goes. Now we'll never see another Ghostbusters movie, right?" Yeah. But it does seem like Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd are coming back for sort of recreating that awesomeness i can't remember the black guy's name uh but i think he's coming back like if they come back i kind of hope he comes back too because i know he doesn't like get referenced as much as the other two do because he's not necessarily a huge actor 
Is but he w- Winslow something? <clears throat> Carl Winslow? Let me. Oh, is that who he is? I, I well, don't know. I'm looking at When up. watching the original movie, though, he's so funny with <laughs> some of his lines. Like, they're all really good together. I think that's what makes it, but. Oh, I was totally <laughs> off. It's um, Ernie Hudson. Ernie As... Hudson, right. Yeah, that's who it was. Who am I thinking about? So I hope he comes back, but we don't really know. Winslow. Um, oh, I was thinking of Family Matters. Ooh. Oops. Way off. So, anyway. yeah, not really too much to say about ghostbusters except for i hope it's good and it looks like they're treating it differently and a lot better than the other reboot was so um okay i'm excited honestly i don't really care i'm kind of a sucker for those movies so if they just want to throw some proton packs in it and throw bill murray and dan Aykroyd into it i'm 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 okay with that oh yeah i wonder if it's gonna take place in the same universe as the the most recent reboot then no because they they had a line it was almost like a middle finger to the reboot it was kind of funny there was a line where it was like we haven't seen ghosts in 30 years (laughs) like i swear i think all the characters on screen like looked at the camera (laughs) like it was like what oh no i gotta i want to find no they don't actually but (laughs) okay no but there's that that specific line there hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years (laughs) it's like oh okay i see what you're saying okay we're we're redoing the whole series like interesting but they yeah. you, you don't think they were just referring to like in that town or city or oh i don't know it I, the trailer also seems pretty specific to it right like a proton pack he's like oh you guys don't know what this is it's a ghost trap you know right he's like oh, they used to use these all the time back in the 80s right like there's there's a lot of lines like that that seems very specific to hmm. that the other one never happened minus right. the fact that the other the other movie made it so that the other ghostbusters didn't exist right in the other movie, um, there the was no movie? other Ghostbusters. Yeah, the reboot movie, there was no Ghostbusters. Oh, they made okay. the Ghostbusters, right. right? I think we talked about this, but I, I never ended up watching it. So I just, oh, okay. It's... I've seen, like, the first ten minutes, and I couldn't stand it. But I have watched, like... <laughs> I, this is not, like, a badge of honor or anything, but I have watched those, like, two-hour video essays that are done on the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Actually, the uh, the Red Letter Media guys did a really good Ghostbusters um, analysis, I should say. Mm. And, like, where it went wrong and what would have made it better. And I really liked watching that. That was good. Okay. I can't recommend those guys enough. They're really, really good to watch. Gotcha. <clears throat> um, all right, moving James on. James Bond. James Bond was the other one. Yeah, Bond trailer. Yeah. Jeez, um, I cannot remember this for the life of me. I don't Even have much to say about it, except for it looks like another Bond film. It's, I mean, yeah. I, I've never really watched many of the Daniel Craig ones. I've seen a little bit of the one where he goes to the family estate and has like a sawed-off shotgun and stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one that was, but it was kind of interesting. But... I haven't really been keeping up with the Daniel Craig ones at all, but this one featured the black woman who was like 0010 or some, or I guess she was like 009 maybe or 008. I don't know. In a previous movie, you mean like she was 009 only in this one or in a previous movie? No, like this one, she comes out of nowhere and she's like another 00 agent. I don't, oh, I don't I know see, what her yeah. number is, but yeah, then so she it looks like she helps him out for like a little while or something. I think they're alluding to how she might be taking on the reins of 007. Right. Yeah, it sounds like. And then doesn't she she threatens him to like get out of her way? So I think she is something like yeah, that. Yeah, it does yeah. sound like yeah, maybe they're trying to um uh transition into her being the next full on bond i guess yeah um just scrolling through my my movie news real quick too just before i forget it looks like they're, they might be doing a remake of the dirty dozen did you ever watch that movie the dirty dozen came out in like the 60s i didn't don't but i've i've heard of it i just oh, haven't okay. seen it no. i watched it with my dad last year i think for the first time ever and it was like so good i was blown away um sometimes when he wants to show me an older movie i'm like ah, i don't know and then i watch <laughs> it and i'm always surprised i'm always like so happy as i saw it and mm-hmm. uh anyways it looks like they might be doing a remake of this so that's really cool but uh, sorry, cool. so when you're watching the Bond trailer, do you, you don't remember anything that uh, you thought about it? 
when he saw it? Only, only the very <laughs> ending where he, uh, he's walking down this corridor and then he turns to face the camera and does the whole like shoot the camera thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I remember. <laughs> um, I think because it, it probably caught me off guard. Like I didn't expect it. Um, mm. Also, I think what I'm used to seeing is, wait, do they ever do that for trailers? I only ever, I remember seeing those for like in the movies themselves, maybe in the beginning. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I've seen a Bond trailer actually because I've never really been all that interested. Okay. I like the older Bond movies, but the newer ones. I ever since Pierce Brosnan, I haven't been able to uh, watch them and keep up with them. You know, and it's so weird just picturing all the different Bonds, like the actors for them. Yeah, thinking for about, sure. Like, like Pierce Brosnan to to Daniel Craig is already such a huge stretch. Yeah, definitely. Um, and but yeah, I mean, like, I guess that's just. That's how the bond rolls. It's the nature of the beast. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that was all the trailers, right? Uh, that would be. Yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, those are all the trailers. One of them goes past his bond. I mentioned Crisis on Infinite, Infinite Earth, Star Girl. Um. Oh, I was just gonna mention this. Uh, this was I think maybe. Either I think it was late last week. Uh, Ron Liebman, who played Rachel's father. Uh, died at the age of 82. No! Yeah. He's so funny. He, he was great in that role. Oh, he was so good. I, I didn't know him for anything other than that, but, um, but uh, yeah, just quickly looking him up, it, it did seem like he was known for, like, quite a lot of, quite a lot of things. So. What was that one line where Rachel tells, uh, her dad the name of her doctor? Where, like, Ross oh, is like, oh, wait, 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 wait till you get his Bobby? first name. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby? <laughs> so good uh, he is so freaking funny like he's one of the best characters in fact the parents on that show are all great all of oh, them yeah. are very all funny all of the parents for sure but, like Chandler's parents hilarious yeah. uh, Monica's parents hilarious Rachel's yeah. parents are very funny her dad mainly her mom's okay she's not she's not great but she's okay yeah um, um, and then the, the very little that Bobby, we do Bobby. see of, of Phoebe's parents are also oh yeah really funny oh man oh man uh, boy anyway um yeah so rest in peace to him yeah and uh yeah oh i was gonna ask you did you you don't have disney plus right i actually am about to get it well so like, I gotta, like uh, next minute <clears throat> maybe actually within within a couple of minutes i think um okay <laughs> i got uh so some friends of ours from vancouver we are doing one of those hey we'll help you if you help us kind of things to make it so it's cheaper we yeah. never really thought about this till just now. We're like, oh, we might as well do this. But we're going to give them our Netflix while they give us their Disney Plus. So oh, nice. We're, we're all just kind of doing the same thing. Because well, I, I swore I would never pay for both. But yeah. I was like, oh, but this works out because they they're the only ones on their Disney Plus and we can share our Netflix. So we're like, oh, that's perfect. So, so we're going to do that. And that's going nice. to happen literally in the next couple minutes or so. We're going to get the password to the account and we've got it installed on our smart TV and we're good to go. Cool. So right, I got to try was... it out a little bit over the last couple of days. Um, and yeah, it was... Uh, it was interesting. I liked it. I liked the interface. I thought it was cool. And I was shocked by the amount of content I wanted to watch. So I was really interested <laughs> by that. There's like, a honestly, lot was, of content on it. I was, I was, when I was looking at it, I was like, this is a lot more than like when I'm on Netflix and I'm like, I should watch this or this or this. Like on Disney Plus, I was like, oh, there's actually a lot more I'd actually want to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not so I, necessarily I, new stuff, but like old, like childhood stuff, right? For sure. Well, actually, one yeah. thing that really got me is Clone Wars. And uh, Clone nice. Wars is off Netflix now. And it's on oh. it's on Disney+. Plus. So mm -hmm. the whole show of Clone Wars is on there. Plus, now they're they're bringing it back. So huh? with Clone Wars coming back, you can uh, we can watch more episodes of it on Disney+. What do you mean, so. bringing it back? Like well, Clone Wars stopped. Uh, I went to season six and finished. And, and they're going to continue? 
yeah, it went, it went to Rebels and it went to all that stuff. And yeah, Clone Wars is coming back now. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm actually trying to catch up on Rebels because I, I finished up to season three, like, however long ago. And then I didn't get to, I think because four wasn't out yet. And then I just forgot about it. So. Uh. Yeah, no, I, I'm not no, going to watch Rebels. I've never seen it. I'm, I don't want to get into it. I know that the storyline does continue from Clone Wars, but I just feel like it didn't have to. And so I'm just going to stick <laughs> with Clone Wars only. <laughs> okay. there. Uh, it would be good in a way for closure on certain things. I know you can watch some think, characters yeah. develop more. for. Like I think I've seen most of the scenes anyways, just through like reviews and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I, I get that there's some more storyline I can get out of it. But yeah. I'm I'm just I'm I don't know where Clone Wars is going to come back to like because you right. know with Clone Wars it's not really chronological they kind of just jump around on their episodes so mm. um, did they yeah, not that much right not all the time but it wasn't it wasn't necessarily like just watch season one to season six in order and you know that's how you watch a show like for me I started in season two yeah. <laughs> like when I kind of cherry picked my episodes um, based on a few different suggestions from people and then I would go back and watch a few others and it never really mattered too much because the show is not necessarily all that. Um, dedicated to being set in a perfect timeline. Oh wow! Season seven trailer <clears throat> was back in like April. How did I not know this? Oh, I didn't. I I haven't seen the trailer for oh, it. Oh man! I think I well, I'm most excited to see what happens to Ahsoka. Uh, right. I I think a lot of Star Wars, um, Clone Wars fans were of course yeah were excited about that too, and everybody was like super excited when she showed up in Rebels because yeah I hadn't heard anything since then. But exactly. Cool. That's yeah. good news. I'm I happy know. about that. It's old news, but it's good news. <laughs> yeah. I just learned well, about it the it other day. It is old so I, news. I, I didn't even know about it, but I heard about it the other day and was like, oh, interesting. Like, I didn't yeah. realize. So I was like, okay, well, I'm definitely watching that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, um, so before I forget, then after you have gotten the password, yeah. let me know once, uh, once you've watched the Endgame delete or the extra footage for Avengers Endgame. Oh, right. If we rewatch Endgame, we get extra footage yet? Well, uh, I don't know if it's actually... No, no, no. I don't think it's a part of the... Uh, like watching the movie straight through but oh. if you go to the like when you press into the movie and then you go to like the extras tab yeah then you can scroll through and there's a whole bunch of extra footage and so some of it will awesome. be like commentary um like i think five or six scenes uh of like deleted scenes have commentary on them and those same six scenes plus like another four or five or so uh okay. don't have commentary so some of them are unfinished like you'll see the hulk that is he's not completely textured oh um, I see. but but he is there yeah. and they're just showing like what the scene would have been right um so some of them are pretty cool um most people were in uh, i think well it sounded like most of the people i saw online were um really interested to see the uh there's actually a little bit of what happens to tony stark after the snap okay um so that's uh, i think it's just like a couple minutes or so but um yeah let me know when you've seen all that and then we can we can podcast it all okay yeah. sounds good yeah um, if you have more news, we can go into it, or we can jump into Star Wars. Do you want to jump into Let's Star Wars? Jump for my love. Jump in. Into the Star Wars. Jump, jump for <laughs> my love. Yeah, let's do it. Um, awesome. Uh, okay, so what would you like to do? Do you want to start... You were the one who wanted to have a Star Wars topic, and I don't blame oh, you. Oh, so it's, it's all about me now. It is. It pretty much is. Um, I, I love Star Wars. As you know, I could talk about it for years as well. Um, I just need to know, <laughs> did you have any things you wanted to go over first and foremost? Did you want to just kind of play loosey-goosey? Or, or what, did you, what were you thinking? I thought it would be interesting <clears throat> to kind of compare the direction of all the trilogies so far. I mean, we only have two complete trilogies. Yeah. And then uh, soon, well, I think by the time this podcast airs, 
we will have three complete trilogies. Yeah. So the saga <laughs> will be over. But yeah. Um, yeah, so that was one thing I thought would be interesting to talk about because uh, like there are there are some very obvious differences. Yes. Um, you know, like uh, the the t- available technology, um, just the the directions of the uh, of the movie themselves. Um, yeah. I don't know, like sound effects, movies, um, uh, the action sequences. Like, there's the very evident things, but maybe there are some that are a little bit more subtle that some people wouldn't pick up on. Uh, that I wouldn't, I have, I wouldn't pick up on either. But I thought that could be kind of fun to talk about. Otherwise, like, I mean, Star Wars is it's such a huge culture <laughs> at this point right it's not even just a bunch of movies and tv shows right like it's, it's a whole culture like people are going to dress up to go to the screening um people train in lightsaber battles like in real life um and do performances and stuff like that right so yeah um I, there, there's so much ground that we can cover um well i mean there's so much ground that is possible to cover but would be difficult in such a short amount of time but yeah we can just kind of go wherever uh, wherever the force takes us and we'll just see what happens okay well why don't we break it down <clears throat> would it make sense to break it down trilogy by trilogy probably and then okay. um i mean we've also got like the two outlier is it two like rogue one and oh, yeah. uh, and solo rogue one am i am i Spanish missing any other <laughs> <laughs> oh speaking of on disney plus um and I, I looked up it wasn't just me but when you play star wars a new hope the text crawl in the beginning was in, I think it was Spanish or something oh. like that. <laughs> but the rest of the movie was fine. Like everything was in English. Um, but when I played it, I, I was so confused and I checked my settings and nothing was like, everything was set normally. Everything was in, hmm. in, in English. And I don't, I have no idea why that one, why the text crawl was not in English. So maybe they'll fix that soon, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, actually, when I was watching the digital digital demastered version, yeah. which is an unofficial uh, demastered version of the original Star Wars trilogy, where they take out the special effects that George Lucas has been putting in since the '90s, yeah, to try to make it as close as it can be to the original theater release. When I was watching that version, I was telling you it was a little bit hard to get the copy. You have to jump through a bunch of hoops because it's a little bit illegal <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> To may or this. may not be legal, yeah. Yeah, uh, to distribute it. So you may or may not have to jump through many, many hoops to be able to get a copy of it. Well, I had a copy of it and I was watching it. And uh, the funny thing was it was in Russian and it had <laughs> German subtitles or Swedish subtitles. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but it was funny watching people do like voiceover in German for the original Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, nice. that was I had to go and find the, the audio and, uh, and sync yeah. it up. But, yeah. Anyways, that was just a funny thing, too. Uh, okay, so what, do you want to go chronologically, or do you want to go numerically? Um, why don't we... <coughs> yeah, sure, I mean, like, chronologically, but this might make might make more sense of yeah. the, the flow of the conversation itself. So, yeah, we can start Most there. of my passion in Star Wars is with the original trilogy, 4, 5, 6. So why don't we start there with the, the original Star Wars awesomeness? Okay, so not chronologically. So we're starting with... Oh, that's why I said numerically. Numerically, it would be like one, two, three, oh, four, five, six, seven. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant chronologically, as in yeah. like how it... Like the act, like the, the years it came out would be chronologically. Ah, uh, sorry. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Numerically. I mean, okay. unless I have that wrong, but I, I think that's what it stands for, for chronologically. Whatever. We're, we're just going <laughs> to... So, A New Hope. Okay. So, with A New Hope... Um, I don't exactly okay. know where first I'm going First of all, let, let's talk about... Wait. Well, the opening scene takes place on... Um, uh, on Princess Leia's, or not her ship, but is it? Um, 
It's one of the rebels' ships. On uh, Alderon. Alderon is her. Oh, sorry, ship. I, I was no, thinking about her ship. planet. I was like, what's the planet name? Alderon. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It starts on her her rebel ship flying into the distance with the Empire ship all coming into the shot. Yeah. Shot, shot, shot. If you want to watch a really interesting effects video, by the way, the Corridor crew on YouTube, they do a really, really good uh, video that shows off all the effects for the original Star Wars and yeah. how they did these special effects. It's very good. And uh, you, you don't even really think about the fact that Star Wars was made without computers. Like, there was no computers to do sci-fi special effects or anything like that. So mm, all of these yeah. things are practical effects done in really interesting ways. And I knew some of how things were handled, but yeah. not all of them, and I'm shocked to see how they put it all together. So these guys, they captured that really well, so find that on YouTube. It's a really good video. Cool. Um, <clears throat> so right off the bat, and... Okay, it's going to be... I, I feel like it's going to be difficult for me to to stick to just talking about movie by movie, because, like, well, now just, that I've... Let's just do this trilogy in general, then. Let's not just... Let's just do A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Sure. Well, okay, I, I wanted to compare just the opening sequence of this trilogy to um to the prequel trilogy oh I like see. Yep. phantom menace and so That's reason funny. being is because so like i said yeah it starts off where we um one of the first well t- a couple of the first main characters that we see aside from r2d2 and nc3po are princess <coughs> leia and darth vader right mm-hmm. so right from the beginning we have we're introduced to four very important characters and then throughout the rest of the movie um I, I always feel like we go on a bit more of a like adventure journey, learning about like all the different characters. Right. But the, you know they're all converging into one. Whereas uh, I'm remembering from a Phantom Menace, like one of the first things we see um, are both Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan, but they're like uh, they're in some sort of they're uh, they're underwater, and yep. then they're like being chased by like, these giant fish. So like. The opening, <laughs> the openings to to those movies are they're so they're so vastly different, and that that I feel like that's already a foretelling of the the rest of the direction of those movies. Yeah, um, like, like the opening to, yeah, you're right. Like a New Hope, it's uh, instant battle. As soon as as soon as it yeah, hits, like the title of the movie is Star Wars. It's Star and the Wars, first thing and you're you see already, are Star you see Wars, war. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. And you're like, yeah. oh wow, but yeah, when you watch Phantom Menace, the very first thing you see is is a ship flying into uh, the, uh, the whole trade federation fleet <clears throat> yeah and you're like oh that's interesting <clears throat> and then it's like two important looking cloaked figures walking into a board meeting right. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like what are what's going on here what's going on there and then it's like weird looking alien figures being like oh it's a jedi oh, duh, duh. and you're like what is what is this like it's so yeah. weird it takes a while to get going and when it does it's still a little awkward it takes a bit to kind of jump up a bit more in phantom menace yeah, it does. And I, I, I understand like that they couldn't or it probably wouldn't have been a good idea to start with too much conflict because then we're we're just rehashing the fourth episode all, uh, episode 4 all over again. Right. Like we have to start before the war actually starts, right? So we we have to see all that build up. So it makes sense, but at the same time, it like I said, like I still feel like that sets the pace for what the rest of the movie is going to be. Right. And so just knowing that okay, so we're watching these two Jedi um so does that mean like we're we're just focusing on those two like the growth of them and then nothing else is going to be as pivotal um because i i remember well, that's well, interesting so, like the fir- episode one for me the phantom menace is <clears throat> i still can't not consider it like one of the outliers of all the trilogies because it's a fairly standalone movie in terms of how they decide to 
to show the the growth and development of the character. So like Anakin, for example, like meeting him as a young kid. Um, sure, he's a mechanic, so he built C-3PO, uh, and he built his pod racer. But we spend like half an hour on the pod race or something like that. Yeah. And I feel like the only intent of that pod race, sure, it's to um, to free him from slavery. Uh, like maybe I feel like there could have been other ways to free him some free him from slavery For that sure. would take less time and are still uh, like a legitimate way because obviously Qui-Gon wasn't about to just uh, go against whatever policies or rules are, are uh, of how it is in Mos Eisley but um, there was just so much time taken into taken by that and I guess it was also to introduce how good of a pilot Anakin could be but I don't know that he 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 eventually he eventually has the time like later on in the movie where he he gets into one of the starfighter or not starfighter um which one is it those the yellow fighters right yeah uh, I don't know what they're called but yeah whatever those fighters are yeah so he gets into the, one of them and then so the, we have like a huge sequence of him like actually being in that and so we we get to see like another moment or another several moments of him piloting it's like why yeah. why do we need to have both of these for so long like we could have had like a pretty short introduction to him being a pilot you didn't have to justify it that much and then when we see him later on in space uh with r2d2 like supporting him too like that seems like a really good like much more of a uh, an opportunity to see that in action to see his his piloting skills um anyway and then um so going back to episode four like i said it was gonna be very difficult for me to, to stick to <laughs> stick to one movie but that's all good i've got more i've got a generic thing to say about those trilogies Okay, um, sure. But um, yeah. what I what I found uh, pretty different from so the original trilogy to the prequel trilogy is I kind of felt like um, like I said, so episode four, but also with five and six, we we're kind of taken on an adventure, and that adventure is not limited to just the Empire versus the Rebels, mm. um, right? Because we we see that Luke he, he crash lands on it's not Dagobah where does he land yeah it is Dick. no yeah, Dagobah is where, where Yoda is yeah yeah so yeah. he crash lands on Dagobah um, meets Yoda yeah um, in the meantime um, Han also uh, well they, they go to meet Lando and then Han is um, frozen in the carbonite and then he's taken back to Jabba so he's got his own thing to deal with like we see like everybody's got like their own different path where um, there is conflict there, mm-hmm. uh, and ways for them to to rise above it or or get through it in whatever whatever fashion. So I, I find, yeah, with episodes four, five, six, I I kind of enjoy that a little bit more. Um, whereas in episode one, two, three, I feel like the focus is really just on a couple, just a couple characters throughout, and it's always them just kind of skirting around um what is going to become the empire like just skirting around what palpatine is is setting up um and uh i also kind of take it more like comic strips i I don't know if you noticed but in in episode one two three there's you know like star wars is known for the screen wipes right oh yeah (laughs) where it doesn't just like cut scene to scene to scene but in episode one two three there are so many wipes like there's there'll be a scene of like um what is it i don't know it'll be like a three second thing and then wipe 
in yeah. the next scene. I was like, what? Like, what was that for? I know. I, know. I don't know. It I, it's weird. a stylized effect, I guess, and it's now become the Star Wars stylized effect. Yeah. Yeah, they handle it a bit better, I think, in the newer trilogy, the sequel trilogy, where they, they yeah. still do the same transitions, but just they handle it so it's less abrasive. But yeah, yeah, the prequel true. series. I, I mean, George Lucas has said this many times, too, but they're just... The issue with him making movies is he's not necessarily an editor and he's not necessarily a story writer i think he fancies himself an editor but he's much better uh he's much better just getting the project done okay but i wouldn't necessarily say he's even the best director either because when he has somebody else step in to direct his own movies they're even better empire strikes back was one of the best star wars movies and it wasn't directed by him right he just he was the creative force behind it and he was he was the one to put all the passion into it and thank gosh he did was that no pun intended creative force yeah yeah exactly (laughs) um yeah and thankfully that's like he was there to get it started i mean if he didn't have the dream it wouldn't have happened but at some point the movies aren't they shouldn't be edited him by him and they have to get fixed in post and that's happened since the very first star wars a new hope uh he had a mess on his hands with this whole movie and he had this whole thing that he wanted and his edit made no sense and he had to get editors to come in and fix the whole thing and when they Mm. fixed it they made a much better story that had really good beats because it told the story a lot better um i feel like he did more of the editing on the prequel series yeah and when he did that i feel like because people seem you can see a lot of this on uh some reviews of uh he, he filmed a lot of behind the scenes while he's making those movies you can see a lot of the people they almost seem too afraid to to give him criticism like while working with him because they're just kind of oh, like yeah. oh we're working <laughs> yeah, with yeah, a genius bet, yeah. right so when he's doing it um people are watching like the cuts especially phantom menace so you can watch their reaction when they've seen yeah. it for the first time and even he's kind of like oh like i may have gone too far in some places <laughs> like and yeah. even he's a little bit like uh this is a little weird you know and they yeah. kind of fix it i think with post-production i think they fix a lot of it with edits and i think that's why you're getting those like two or three second scenes and then another transition because mm. i think they had to tell you some exposition dialogue for the movie to even make sense and then cut away so they I, were, guess, I think yeah. that was the only reason that scene's even there i think so yeah that's my opinion well, i don't know i wasn't there but it just seems that way yeah um, one of the thing that one of the things that bothered me of episode one, I mean, this is one of the many things, but um, <laughs> there's that one scene where all the Gungans are getting ready for war with the droids, and they're waiting, uh, like they're just waiting in their spot, like um, steady, uh, on, steady. Th- that's exactly the scene. Like, why do they? We don't need to see Jar Jar Binks like telling everybody to come. Like, I don't, I don't understand. What's I'll never forget point? that line. I don't know why. Oh, steady, steady, s- steady. Like, I just. I don't know. Oh. It's such a waste. Anyway. Cha-cha! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I saw um, that movie five times in the theater when it first came out. Wow. I was 9, 10. I don't know how old I was. What was it? 99? Uh, Probably. Let's yeah. see. Okay. I would have been 8. Phantom Menace was 1999. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I would have been 8 at that time. And uh, I saw it five times in the theater. My dad took us for like three or four of those. And... Uh, you know, I loved it. As a kid, I really, really liked Phantom Menace. And I think as a kid, you don't think Jar Jar Binks is all that annoying. Like, I thought he was... Maybe maybe I found him funny? But I know that he definitely wasn't my favorite character. Like, it went Qui-Gon Jinn as my most favorite character, and Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi as a second favorite character. Because back okay. then, you, you don't really know Obi-Wan Kenobi. He has barely any lines in that Yeah, movie. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know Qui-Gon Jinn a lot more, so it definitely went Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. I think I liked Anakin, but... I don't really remember liking Anakin too much. So I think it was mostly Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Um, and I liked them. I think Darth Maul I thought was really cool and striking. And I really liked that final battle. Like to me it was so 
interesting and I really enjoyed it. Was, it. Oh, it was a really good battle for sure. So yeah. I, as a kid, I really liked that movie. And as the movies have like advanced and come over, I know I've heard all the criticism about Phantom Menace and I totally get it. Like I definitely understand, but I still yeah. have a weird nostalgia for that movie. So for me, Attack of the Clones is the worst of the prequel <laughs> series. Yeah. But because I didn't even enjoy that when I like that was two years later. I was now 10 and I saw that in Disneyland. We saw it at the, like a uh, Star Wars theater or something. Mm, and yeah. uh, I didn't like it there. I thought it was bad. <laughs> and uh, well, yeah yeah i guess with uh with the <coughs> like there was i okay so i like the second half more mm. i feel like there was so much um oh that's what i was gonna say like star wars so episode one two three i guess more so two and three yeah to me it actually feels like several episodes like cut mm. together like yeah uh, spliced to be like the clone wars one. tv shows yeah it, it, like it you're really watching a like montage or compilation of the clone wars tv show yeah yeah. And I feel like it's because in I don't know if it's episode two, or well, more more so three, but um, in those in those episodes, like you find the characters, they'll they'll get to one point and then they have to like fight a boss kind of thing, and they yeah. have to get to another point and then have to fight maybe like a mini boss kind of thing. Yeah, of course. That's why like so with um, like with episode two, um, how did how did everything take place? Um, um, I get well. The conflict would be the the person trying to kill Queen Amidala, but um, let's just like skip ahead to like the second half where um, uh, after Obi Wan, uh, Queen Amidala, and Anakin have all been captured, and mm -hmm. so they're they're in that pit like where uh, Job the Hut gets everybody to like um, uh, watch basically the prisoners get slaughtered by whatever beasts that he's got. Uh, captive. Oh yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. So it's kind of like okay. So I guess like to me that that kind of felt like they went all this way and now this is like their this is their mini boss. So they've got to like defeat these monsters, and then after that they defeat they defeat the monsters, and then next Count Dooku is there and they've got to figure out um like uh I guess the next portion of like fighting the uh, destroying all the droids, um but then they get the support Yoda comes in so um. I don't know. I feel like each each of these sequences could have just been like one, like a twenty or thirty minute episode altogether, and it would have mm. been like would have been cool, uh, like piecing it all that way. But then, I I kind of feel like watching it all through. I'm kind of like, I'm not necessarily kind of going up and down with it, but I, it almost feels that way. I'm kind of like moving forward, and then I like pause a bit, and then move forward and pause, and this just it gets it feels very jerky for me. If you uh, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, like well, in episode three specifically, like they, um, they're after Grievous, so like they fight him. Oh no, no, sorry. So first is like they kill Dooku, and then next is they kill Grievous, and so those were like the two mini bosses, and then later on, then Anakin becomes the boss kind of thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Final it's, boss mode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, uh, yeah. In, in that sense, like I still feel that kind of like jerky, um, lack of flow, but I I get. I get like a prop like I enjoy the flow better of uh, of the original trilogies episode yes. four five six yeah I do find it interesting though what he tried to do you know where Anakin's kind of on a downward spiral through the first through the prequel trilogy you know like yeah. he's he's constantly on a downward spiral going down uh, even though it doesn't come off that way in the movies because no. he's the hero for most of it until the last ten percent of the trilogy <laughs> and then yeah. he's suddenly yeah, not yeah. the hero um, yeah. but. I get it. Like, I get what he's trying to do, and I think that's interesting. Meanwhile, in the original trilogy, Anakin, if you think about it, I guess is on an upward spiral. He's constantly... He starts off as just a bad guy with nothing. 
then he's a bad guy with a emotional connection to the main character then he's a bad guy who because of his emotional connection is turning into a good guy so he ends Mm -hmm. up Mm -hmm. upward spiraling in the original trilogy so it is interesting how you can have the contrast it just doesn't play off very well and i think so here's my main thing about the original trilogy and the new trilogy and i think the original trilogy i always think of as lord of the rings it's very just lord of the rings-esque it's um okay it's that main character who all he wants to do is drop the ring in the fire but all he's really trying to do is just go on that adventure you know he always has wanted to be on an adventure he wants to get out get away from the farm he wants to get out of the shire and he yeah. wants to go and have an adventure kind of bilbo yeah. baggins-esque right and uh then he meets an old wise man the old wise man tells him about his father and all this stuff and everything that he is born he's pretty much born for adventure but has never got to go do it now here's a sword go have an adventure you know mm-hmm. suddenly he's like oh my gosh so he's got his sting he's got his sword and he goes off an adventure right by the end of the whole series he's had his adventure he's completed it and he's made the world better for it so the original trilogy is lord of the rings to me it's just a great awesome story and that's why it's so much fun you got your aragorn like characters of han solo and you've got like your gandalf like characters as obi-wan um and you just keep it going and then you have like i guess uh sauron would be like darth vader i guess in a weird way but (laughs) (laughs) and and then the force the force is always just that unexplained good and evil that lord of the rings has that star wars has right it's just Mm. there's always a good and evil to these best stories where you know you can take the evil path but you choose to take the good path and that's what makes you a good person um makes the hero's journey so yeah. the original trilogy that's what makes it so good it's because it has that and that's what makes a good movie usually if if, if they connect on a bunch of those la- uh, layers then people will normally connect with the movie and it's fun and that's why fantasy is great sometimes but mm-hmm. the prequel trilogy is not that the prequel trilogy in my opinion is trying to tell the history of star wars mm-hmm. so the prequel trilogy i feel like he spent three movies trying to tell us why star wars but like the original trilogy was trying to tell us star wars you know like the yeah, original yeah, trilogy yeah, yeah. is yep. like this is this is what star wars is yeah. and then you're like wow and you don't need to know why you just jump in and have fun but the original or the prequel trilogy is all like oh but now let's tell you why star wars and it yeah. just yeah. gets into all the stuff you don't care about and actually explaining at the very beginning of the show when we're talking about sith and we're like how do sith even work you know or like does it matter though it shouldn't matter but <laughs> yeah <laughs> when the original trilogy or prequel sorry the prequel trilogy is trying to constantly explain all these things midi-chlorians and like anakin yeah. and we have to apparently see why anakin's evil i don't know why that matters obi-wan says it in a new hope he says he was a good pilot he was my best friend he got seduced by the dark side you know yeah. he even says like originally he says that uh darth vader killed your father very yeah. interesting once we mm-hmm. find out that he is his father we go oh like that makes sense like the evil yeah. corrupted him he got taken over by that and so therefore he's gone he's officially dead mm-hmm. and i don't know there's something great about that why did we need to know we don't need to know more than that yeah there really true. didn't need to be a prequel but then yeah. george lucas decided to start to tell us why the jedis are all gone why were the jedis now a myth why are the jedis like this you know mm-hmm. he, he, he just tried to tell why and i don't get it <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay, so don't get me wrong. I <laughs> I I did enjoy I pretty much enjoyed every single Star Wars movie I've seen except for maybe Solo. I mean, like I enjoyed it to an extent, Ugh. but that is my least favorite of all the movies. Uh actually no, that would be maybe it's tied with uh, episode 1. No, I I think I liked it less than episode 1. But anyway, <laughs> I, I like I like the way that you describe it like episode 1 has Duel tr- of the Fates, okay? If there was yeah. no episode 1, there would be no Duel of the Fates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Cora! So I um I like I like how you put it that the original trilogy is this is Star Wars and then the prequel trilogy is 
why is Star Wars that? Yeah, why is Star Wars? Why is Star Wars? Why is Gamora? So I, um, the reason why I like that is because the way I see um, the original trilogy is that Star Wars, so I see it as it's not just a, a balance of like, um, well, okay, it's good, in, it's good versus evil, but on, on several levels, not just on um, the dark side versus the light side. <laughs> so what's the actual terminology uh well i think so it like, is dark side and light side and, and then light there's side. also the yeah. rebels and the empire but and rebels I mean, and empire yeah. and then yeah so sith versus jedi but yeah. but yeah like how you said rebels versus empire so there's actually so much more threat from the empire in episodes four five six mm. um that the rebels feel than there is um in episodes one two three because one in the in the prequel trilogy it's all puppet puppeteered by Palpatine, right? So he's right. the one who who sets up um, uh, like all the mechanical droids, and he's the one who, I guess, like in. Well, I guess it was no, was it? Sifo Diaz is the one who originally wanted the clone army, but somehow, um, I guess it was Sidious that was able to make it still like uh, take action. I guess but, so, yeah. but anyway, I um, I could be wrong. But anyway, in, in four, five, six, um, you know, there's there's the Death Star. And when I think of the threat looming over the rebels in Episode Four, I don't think it's just Darth Vader, but I think it's everybody that has been working to put together de- the Death Star because they're all like they're all evil. They're all bad guys. Like uh, like General Tarkin, right? He's he's definitely one of like the pivotal members uh, who is uh, not uh, or that we know of. He's not force sensitive. Um, he's just like one of the generals and he's striving really hard to to beat the rebels right right whereas yeah. in episodes one two three sure we've got like the 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 viceroys and some of the other trade federation but they're just like yes they are generals but they almost seem just like peons <laughs> you know what i mean like they yeah. they don't really have much effect in terms of uh, um the wait they're not called the rebellion in they're called the in the, the in the republic so the republic in episodes <clears> one <throat> two three like they they don't necessarily i don't see that they're threatened by the existence of the viceroys and the other generals no. um, of this of the separatists but <clears throat> in four five six i feel like there's so much more threat of the generals in the empire right um, well because you're kind of watching like tyranny in four five six you're watching an over oppressive government that's taking control of everything right so because yeah. of that it's like the nazi party you've got all you've got your hitler-esque character but you've also got all the nazi generals so if a nazi general was like walking into your country and was now suddenly like you're gonna be doing this you're gonna be doing this he's threatening he's an intense person because he represents the yeah. empire he represents the tyrannical force so mm-hmm. that that's why yeah you're right that's exactly why um what's his name Tarkin yeah Tarkin thank you yeah. and any of those yeah. kind of guys that's why they're so threatening and that's what you're right it's got a lot of that bravado and then when you see Vader get so angry he like chokes one of them out or slams yeah. them into a table that's why it's just so awesome because you're just like yes like yeah yeah I, I like that I guess for me it, it really portrays more of a, a war scenario yes right because like, we, we have um, we've got one side where like the rebellions, they're or the the rebels. They're they're doing whatever they can to like be secretive, to find out mm-hmm. the plans, um, and then do whatever they can to to fight back, um, build up their own army, like recruit more people. And then we've got the the empire where they've got stations all over the place. They have like they've got lots of structure, 
Like mm. they have so much going for them, and it's about how much more it's going to take to bring them down. Right. And yeah. Star Wars Episode One, Two, Three. It's kind of like, it's almost the well. I guess it's the exact opposite. Maybe that's what they were going for. But yeah. you know, Palpatine. He he. While he puppeteers everything, we we see it. We see his gradual rise to getting like obtaining all that power. So it's it, it, it's completely different. But maybe that's why I like the original trilogy more. Yeah. In that sense, yeah. And like, even though it's, it is the the history. It's all history and telling us why of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily uh, boring. There's a lot of no, boring moments to it for sure. Because it's yeah. like, well, let's make Star Wars into politics, and you're like, wait, what? Like, why? Why do we need to watch this? You know. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, okay, I get that. It is kind of interesting to know what was the world like when Jedi's were running the place. What was the world yeah. like when all that was happening? I get that. It was kind of cool. But it would mm-hmm. be like it would be like Peter Jackson making a. A Lord of the Rings prequel trilogy, um, and suddenly being like, "Oh, let's see what the dwarves were like before they were like in Mines of Moria." Let's make and, you know, part of you is like, "Okay, well, that is interesting. Like, what were the dwarves like in the Mines of Moria before they were abandoned or ancient? Uh, yeah. All the orcs came in and killed them all, right?" And you'd be mm-hmm. like, "Okay, that's cool, but you need three movies around that plot. You don't. Like, no. You just <laughs> like it would have been interesting if it was maybe one of the movies where the Jedi's are on top and we see how everything's going." But that scene when Darth Maul comes in and he's the Sith and the, the elevator door is open or whatever, right? I feel yeah. like that should symbolize the moment when the Jedis are instantly falling. I feel like from that moment on, it's war. And even mm-hmm. the, the, the title of Attack of the Clones, the second one should be war from all all out, all out war. But it should be the Jedis questioning their own order. It should be the Jedis questioning the Republic. They should be way smarter than they are. As mm-hmm. as Obi-Wan says in the third one, we're smarter than this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah. it's true. They are very smart people. And I don't understand why they don't see any of it coming. And then suddenly there's now some Order 66 and they all get wiped out. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. It just, it's it's too quick. And it needed to, needed to be told in better beats. And yeah. uh, we should have had a lot better of, like you were saying, war. And then see the creation of these generals. Why did Tarkin become Tarkin? Well, we could have seen maybe some interesting thing that he did during the Clone War uh, to smartly trick the Jedi and mm-hmm. then become a general because of that, you know, and to lead yeah. this new empire. We also needed to see more of why the people believe the empire instead of believing the Jedi. We need to see why oh, that's, the Jedi that's a good able point. to sway them, yeah. right? Because like, everyone just point. goes, yeah, the empire is the new way to go, right? Like, we should have seen a, a 1984 kind of esque portrayal happening mm-hmm. where they're getting fed the wrong information and yeah. uh, lies being slandered about the Jedi. That would have been interesting to go through, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, the only portion that we get from it is in the third episode, just after um, Sidious becomes like all wrinkly from the yeah his his, his dark electrocution. I don't know who um, would trust the weird shadowy figure with the disfigured face. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of the only time where we see him appealing to everybody. Um, yeah, uh, like to everybody's uh, negative notions about the Jedi's. Yeah, that's like the only time, right? And yeah, I think that would be it. Would be it would be much more beneficial to get more of that yes um but and i in you know the, the thing with the star wars movies is we kind of have to rely on um just the fact that in between each movie there's a lot that happens that we just don't see which is okay like i think that's fine like they've they they do what they can with the text crawl each time and it kind of just like reviews or recaps or or at least puts right. us in um lets us know like where we are at currently but but it to me it just seems like there's so much time that has passed between each movie, even with that text crawl, mm. that that sometimes it makes it a little bit hard to follow. And I think in that sense, that's what you're saying. Like we would, um, rather than spending time, um, rather than spending so much time on uh, maybe like building up these 
like why Jedi, um, put more time into why Empire kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, as I now check the time as well, we have gone way over for having this, the uh, <laughs> the Star Wars trivia. So what I think yeah. now, what we'll do is let's move into the the new sequel trilogy as they're calling it. Sure. Um, and talk about that a little bit. Um, okay. Before we get into Rise of Skywalker and all that, how do you think this trilogy is shaping up? What, what, like, you know, okay, so the prequel we were calling kind of the why of Star Wars. We were calling the original series the, the Star Wars itself. What is the sequel trilogy trying to say? What is its main kind of theme, would you say? Uh, <laughs> it's Star Wars and then dot, dot, dot. That's, I don't that's <laughs> actually... Um, yeah, that's actually what I was going to say. It was like it's almost like a conjunction or something. It's Star Wars, comma, therefore... yeah you know like it's uh it's interesting but that that is actually kind of it's it's the because of star wars prequel or a sequel trilogy you know (laughs) i guess it should be like star wars aftermath if you know what i mean yeah exactly like yes it it does seem like the or it's just like i don't know i see it as a separate war like it doesn't feel like it's the same war being fought but maybe we're we're gonna see in this ninth the the ninth episode now that sidious is back maybe it's gonna tie into whole to the whole like this whole time it was actually still one war that they were all fighting but yes it just under different aliases different names and different umbrellas you know what i'm yeah. a little shocked about with the sequel trilogy i didn't expect myself to say this at all i really didn't but i'm a little shocked with their restraint on the prequel trilogy i f- like i was expecting especially in episode seven i guess mm-hmm. um the jedi awakens or whatever um the, the Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was really, Awakens. I was really expecting more references to the prequel trilogy. Um, okay. Because we were getting so much fan service of the ori- original trilogy, which I loved. Yeah. I thought was amazing. But I was also like, while watching, I remember in the theater while watching it for the first time, I was like, also like, okay, like, when are we going to get like a really random reference to something of the prequel trilogy, something of history, something of Coruscant mm. or something, right? Like something yeah. that's going to take us to Naboo or something really weird, you know? And yeah. I was kind of, and I was also excited because I felt like Star Wars was now in the hands of really smart people. So it's like they can do something <laughs> really good, right? Yeah. So I was expecting something kind of cool, and we still haven't got that. It's been two movies now. We still haven't really got a very good reference to the prequel trilogy. But at the same time, I kind of understand if we take it on a history style, it does make sense that they don't know much about that time. Hmm. Because even Rey says in Force Awakens, like, "Oh, I thought Luke Skywalker was a myth." Like, yeah. If she, if she thinks Luke is a myth then like Qui-Gon Jinn must be like an absolute fairy tale. Nothing. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that must never even be said anywhere, right? So I do mm-hmm. understand from that point of view. But even so, I would love it if like Ray uncovered some mystery to something of like Mace Windu or something that takes us full circle all the way back. Mm. But we still haven't really got that yet. So I'm hoping to see that in Rise of Skywalker a little bit. It's not necessary. It just would make me a little bit happy if we got more of uh, tying in both the trilogies instead of just trying to pay respects to the original trilogy. Right, you know, I, I, it's so hard to say what direction that um, this trilogy is going because, uh, like, the way that I know of, um, or I recall before that, uh, maybe I read that George Lucas intended Star Wars to always be a movie about family and relationships. Yes, and uh, everything that takes place around them, like so the the everything in space and, and the war and everything, that is kind of like it's secondary, right? It's yeah, it's it's truly about the relationships. So, like, we've, at least I feel like with episode seven and eight, we've seen a lot of back and forth relationship with, with Ray and Kylo, um, and Kylo severing his ties with, 
with his dad, with um, Han Solo, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then Luke uh, being separated and then kind of coming together with Rey, um, and then defending uh, defending what he can against the Order, the First Order, the Order. Yeah. So I get I I feel. I feel like there are more relationships that are being focused in these movies than uh, than like the war itself, and then because um, I mean like with with Snoke, like we saw him a little bit in the first one. We saw like the giant, huge hologram, like the Mister Clean hologram. Oh yeah. And yeah. then and then in Episode Eight, we see him like he's finally sitting on his throne, but like we see him for like what two scenes, and then he he dies, and it's like nothing. So he was like he was so he was so like inconsequential yeah. to the whole. At least it's seemingly inconsequential to the story of Star Wars, and it kind of makes me think like there there must be so much more to it coming for uh, <laughs> whatever relationship is left over of Rey and Kylo, yeah, um, and then whoever else. I mean, like, there, uh, like we have the we have the other characters um, like Poe and Finn, um, who is who's even left now? Uh, I'm not even sure. The Asian girl. Um, like we have all these characters that we've gotten to know, but we haven't necessarily seen them um, div- uh, diverge into some sort of re- like a bloodline relationship. You know what I mean? Right. But, um, with Ray and and Kylo, we don't necessarily know what their lineage could be. But yeah. I mean, with all with all the force sensitivity that they have bet- between them, like we saw that Luke and Ray. Oh, sorry, Luke and Leia um, in episode what, either either five or six, like. Like they were able to sense each other from so far away, but we know that they're both force sensitive, coming from a force sensitive father, um, and they have that connection. So, I, I, I guess like I'm hoping to see that. It, it maybe it would be cliche, but like I feel like there there should be something that truly connects like their bloodline together, um, and then I guess it'll be a matter of. Uh, when if that relationship is balanced is the force finally truly balanced like is that oh. going to be like a giant tie you know um interesting yeah i'm 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 really obviously like we're all really curious to see what happens with episode 9 but but there, I, th- there's so many directions that it could go at this point i feel my original fan theory after watching force awakens and coming out of the theater that i honestly thought and it's funny cuz now it sounds so far fetched to where they're going but i honestly thought uh ray and <clears throat> Uh, Kylo, I thought yeah. that Ray. So first off, I thought Ray was going to somehow be Obi Wan Kenobi's granddaughter. I okay. thought there was going to be a plot that we don't know about purposely. Yeah. And we were going to find out because they were always talking about other movies that were going to come out in between. You know, and now we know that was Rogue One and Han Solo. But mm-hmm. I thought what was going to happen is we were going to find out eventually that Obi Wan Kenobi went off and did things before Episode Four and mm. After Three, and we were going to get a movie with you and McGregor, which does look like we're going to get. But yeah. I thought in that movie he was going to meet some kind of woman and fall in love and then we were going to get some child we don't know much more about. Um, mm. And then that child could possibly have another movie or we might not need that movie and that mm-hmm. child has a child who ends up being Ray. So I think, I thought what we were going to find out it was actually Ray Kenobi. And then mm. what I thought was going to happen was her and Kylo were going to get into a relationship in the second movie and I thought it was going to be a lot more like Attack of the Clones where there's that whole like relationship level to it. It's like trying to be a love movie at the same time, but yeah. done on the more compassionate side where it's a love movie, but it's also two different ways of thinking. And then okay. eventually they break off. So what I thought mm. was going to happen is she was going to get pregnant with Kylo's kid <laughs> okay. and she was going to have technically a Skywalker child, right? 
Yeah. So we were going to have like a baby Skywalker. And at the end of that movie, like they were still at odds with each other. And then the third one, she has like her kid who's like maybe four or five now. And they have like a lightsaber battle. Sorry, her and Kylo have like a final lightsaber battle. And then near the end, he was going to have to kill the Snoke-like character before Mm -hmm. the sake of his child to show his child that like the the father was good kind of thing. And he was going to sacrifice himself killing Snoke. And the child would then be raised knowing that like there's good in the force just like Darth Vader was. Yeah. Um, and then we were going to leave it ended off with the Kenobis and the Skywalkers officially being one family. Mm-hmm. And then that way, when you go all the way back to the first movie of Phantom Menace, um, you would get like there's Obi Wan and then there's little Anakin. And like mm-hmm. little do they know that like their cro- their paths never stop crossing. And yeah. then you could have so many homages to, like, the fight scene in the third movie with, like, Obi-Wan and Anakin fighting each other. You could have a very similar fight scene happen for Rey and Kylo in the mm-hmm. last of uh, the sequel trilogy. So was, yeah. I really thought that's where it was going after I saw the first movie. I'm so wrong on that now, but <laughs> that's what I yeah. was hoping for. So every time I do see them on screen together, I guess I kind of fantasize about, like, what could have been. And so I get really excited about what they're doing with them. And then I kind of get disappointed when they don't do too much. But I do love the subtleties. Like, when they had that weird force conversation in the second or eighth movie. In episode eight, yeah. <coughs> when they had the force conversation, then he has uh, water on his glove. I just, I love that that subtlety. Yeah. It's so interesting. There's something so cool that's there. And honestly, if the last movie was just those two and you cut out every other character, like, mm-hmm. I would be so interested in what they're trying to tell with that storyline. I just want to know where that's going. Yeah, so I guess, like... Um, I was gonna bring up also that happens in episode eight where they um, I can't remember who it is but the the temp like the Jedi hut with all the books whatever it is like oh, it yeah. all gets burned yes so and um, and then also at the end of that movie we see that uh, Luke as he dies he he doesn't just like die and his body's left there but he completely dissolves like he disappears yes. just in the similar fashion that Obi Wan did in episode four yeah. when Darth Vader killed, struck him down yeah exactly. so I. I wonder if, um, if, and you were just saying something that made me think of it, but I wonder if that has anything to do with, oh, well, with the whole um, seeing the water on his glove, yeah. it makes me feel like there is some sort of deeper dimension to the force that oh. maybe they're kind of uncovering. They're, or they're, they're, to, they're transcending through it a little bit there. When yeah, like that's what they're trying to show us because like we, like we found, like we're seeing these things being severed from the physical form. Hmm. Uh, from the physical plane yeah um and we're seeing more of what happens through the force that's like I, I say more so than what we saw in the in the first two trilogies so right. i wonder if that's something that we're going to see more of in this in episode nine like more of a transcendence through the force it's yeah the only line <laughs> yeah the, the, other o- the only line in the new trailer that i think like is movie worthy right is is really getting me pumped is when she mm-hmm. says in the trailer she says to somebody we don't know who yeah. she says you don't know me nobody knows me and then it shows kylo like come out of like the mist with his sword and he's yeah. just like i know you and then he like walks forward with his sword it's like so intense and you're just like oh that's so cool because it's like <laughs> I, I i don't know why but i love that character development it's like even us as the audience we don't know her we don't know him yeah. we don't understand these characters at all but they understand each other and that's for some reason really badass i like that yeah yeah so okay what are your um i mean we've kind of gone over but what are your overall projections for uh for episode nine who is going to who's gonna live who's gonna die i expect leia to die just mainly because of the actress 
yeah. uh, for Carrie okay. Fisher's sake. I feel like they're going to just kill her off but in a respectful yeah. way. Um, mm-hmm. I do think Lee Luke is coming back. I think. Oh, okay. Uh, I think yeah. he'll come back That's as like a Force, Force ghost. ghost. Yeah. And yeah. I think even one of the trailers may have had his voice, although I don't know if it was from a previous movie. Mm. So I feel like he's coming back as a Force ghost to help Leia. I mean, to help Ray. Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, the Emperor is coming back. I think we'll honestly just get a very similar scene to Return of the Jedi with Kylo now in the place of mm. Darth Vader, and uh, probably her and Kylo having to fight it out. But instead, they use their powers to kill the Emperor or something. Like together, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think you probably hit the nail on the head. They'll probably try to just leave it there with like the Force is now balanced. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Kylo's gonna die. I feel like maybe, maybe he'll live. Maybe he'll go back to being like uh, Ben. What was his name? Ben Skywalker or like? I don't oh, know. Ben Kenobi? What do you mean? He, well, oh yeah, yeah. He he's Ben. Ben Solo. Sorry, he was Ben Solo. Yeah, sorry. Yes, yeah. No, I was thinking uh, his Skywalker. But yeah, I, maybe right. he'll go back to being Ben Solo by the end of it. Solo. Like, that would be. I think that would be really interesting to pay homage to Han Solo, and how he kind of just abruptly ended. So I mm. feel like it would be nice for Ben to kind of, or for Kylo Ren to stop saying Kylo Ren to just go back to I am Ben Solo and like yeah. have a blue lightsaber or something by the end of it like that would be interesting if he went back to just being regular and we saw yeah. two regular jedis that were just living life and they were happy I, yeah. I would be like that's the honest truth is i think that would be the best ending we can get out of this and mm-hmm. uh, i just think that the way the series has already come up i i'm not expecting a grand royal huge finale to star wars yeah i'm kind of yeah. just expecting it to end this this series and yeah. also end with a big question mark on what exactly it'll leave it open star to, wars. to further yeah. stuff exactly, exactly. they're I, I can't imagine like they the the trailers say it like the saga uh, yeah i don't believe that finishes or the saga ends yeah. <laughs> on episode no but no like definitely not like they've there's still so much more room for all um for lore yeah. to continue and to uh to go back to yeah i i can't imagine that um with whatever um with whatever ground that they've been able to to make with this star wars trilogy that they wouldn't continue later in the future so one of the things that um, it's hard for me to project exactly what's going to happen, but I can't. I can't imagine that both Ray and Kylo would live by the end of the movie. Mm. And what I'm kind of expecting, because like I don't feel like we've we've gotten the answer to it, but in episode seven, four, six, seven. <laughs> sorry, in episode seven, um, when Kylo looks at the the crushed Darth Vader helmet, yeah, and says, "I will finish what you started." I will finish. Like I, I don't think we've. Started. Is it just me where like we haven't actually gotten an answer to that? Like we don't exactly know what his his full hundred percent motive is just yet, do we? Like in in the yeah, time that we saw him being conducted by Snoke, um, everything was like it, it was seemingly that he was being um, uh, completely led by Snoke, like without question. But yep. then it seems like with no hesitation, he, with no hesitation, he kills Snoke, as if like he had never intended to be under under snoke guys yeah it's a little all over the place on that yeah so like i almost wonder if like was that just his own stepping stone and did he always know that darth sidious was still around and uh because maybe he could like feel it he could sense it right so he's just been biding his time so that he could kill darth sidious like physical form once and for all because i I feel like even if you were to kill darth sidious he's still going to be lasting in the force in some way like he's He's definitely surpassed like the physical plane, right? Like yeah. he said it in um, uh, in episode. Man, it's so hard to go back and forth. Episode this, episode that, but <laughs> he he said it to Anakin in the prequel trilogies that he was talking about Darth Plagueis, 
right. um, who is and his apprentice uh, learned about how to or learned from Darth Plagueis how to um, be immortal, and his apprentice killed him, alluding or um, kind of signifying that he himself was the apprentice. So he yeah. knows immortality, was going to teach it to Anakin, um, ends up being immortal in some fashion because we thought he's dead, but he's actually back. So what does that mean for his his immortality? What does that mean for his connection to the Force? So I don't know. Like I'm I'm wondering if maybe oh maybe that's maybe that's what the balance of the Force balancing the force could mean that he's <laughs> no he's severed from it uh, yeah I don't know. maybe man yeah like he, he's his own he goes by his own trail kind of thing yeah hmm. he's blazing his own trail so <laughs> um anyway yeah that's i mean <laughs> that's all, a lot to digest there it is and we'll have to recap movies, when it when it's out and when we watch it we'll have to do a big recap on yeah. how it goes because i am intrigued to see what they're trying to tell in this trilogy because it's not obvious right now yeah, it's, uh, not at all. At first, they're like, oh, the Jedi was a myth, but now it's real, so let's relive the legends. And then they switched focus entirely to the legends that you knew are not the legends you know now because they even they second-guess everything. And you go, yeah. okay, so then you don't really know what to feel, right? So you're like, what what is the overall arc you're trying to tell me then? It's mm-hmm. that we forge our own path, is what you were just saying, right? So maybe maybe that is. Hmm, I'm trying to think now. Like, So the, this movie, The Rise of Skywalker, I'm trying to think back to like the overarching thing that happened during each of the trilogies so original trilogy like the jedi are basically non-existent aside for obi-wan and maybe like a couple here that like we're not exactly aware of in the movies and Mm -hmm. he brings up luke who is sort of meant to um like hopefully restore the jedi um so it's kind of like the restoration of the jedi in the first the first or the prequel trilogy it's about decimating all the jedi so it's about like destroying them all so now this one uh, like where exactly are we at is it is it even going to focus on what uh like it's the rise of skywalker but is it because skywalker is a jedi or because he just is connected to the prophesied um the prophesied person being anakin like maybe it has maybe this trilogy is just solely about that and really is not trying to tell us anything about like what what is the meaning of jedis and sith because like kylo i mean like does he does he actually identify himself as the sith because he's i don't he think he does to, like, no i don't think sith gets brought up again in any of the other movies except for the first three yeah <clears throat> maybe because like he's kylo from the knights of ren so it's like that to me it sounds like well that's his that's his background he's not he's not doing this as a sith but he's doing this as a knight of ren or whatever that means yeah. but yeah so maybe this movie just really has nothing um nothing impactful that is meant to be a like revolving around jedi and sith but we still have so much ah we just have so maybe much the rise of skywalker means that officially there there's no more jedi like maybe all the jedi are going to stop being jedi all the bad guys are gone there will never be more jedi and now it's the rise of like the skywalker family that can just be yeah. regular. Yeah. Actually, Didn't... yeah, wouldn't Skywalker technically, unless Rey is somehow related to the Skywalkers, wouldn't that mean that Kylo is the one who lives at the end then? I, well, I guess so, but... <clears throat> like, maybe he will be yeah. Ben Solo, and he's the lone survivor of the whole thing, and then that's why it's the rise of Skywalker. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder if it has anything to do with Luke's notion, because <clears throat> in Episode Eight he was saying uh, that the, the Jedi has to end right true so i wonder if the rise of skywalker means like it's the end of jedi by the rise of whatever uh whatever skywalker 
whatever like the Skywalker mentality is or the Skywalker meaning mm. is, whatever that is. Hmm. So, yeah. Whew. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> we really dove into that, but I don't know. I don't know. That's the real answer. We just don't know. <laughs> why don't you know? You're supposed to know this. That's why I, br- I bring it up with you so you can give me the answers. We will find out next time on the Skillbar Podcast. And by that, I actually mean not next time, but another time after that. Um, later on, because next episode, we will not be talking about Skywalker or Star Wars. But we will do that after we return from the break. That'll probably be our very first episode there is uh, our reactions to Star Wars and how it was. Ooh. Yeah. Reactions. Cool. Reactions. Um, we have had a little bit of a longer episode, but that's fine by me. I like talking about star wars so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed that uh at thaws where can the audience find you a long time ago in a galaxy far far away Ooh. or now on twitter at anthos one that's at eight and th zero z one and if you want to find me you can find me flying sky high in the millennium falcon on twitter at mattbrush gaming you can also find me on youtube at mattbrush gaming as well that's where i post these podcasts in video format so you can watch it or probably wouldn't want to watch it just leave it on you know on youtube if you want or you can listen to this podcast in uh, podcast form on any of your podcast platforms we're on like everything now so you can see us on there leave us a comment or a like or or a subscribe or whatever you want just uh just let us know how we're doing tell us if you like the star wars conversations or if you want less or more star wars conversations if you want to write us your favorite star wars fan theory go ahead at the scumbar podcast at gmail.com <laughs> we'd love to hear it and maybe we'll even read it here live on air so we'll see maybe we'll read it individually so you get to hear it twice that would be great maybe we'll read it at the same time so you get to hear it with like an echo effect Ooh, we'll, try an echo, to, yeah. we'll try to harmonize with our voices too so it actually sounds cool <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Star Wars <laughs> uh, Anthony, why don't you give me your best Chewbacca impression and then we'll head out there's no way I let me uh, <laughs> how do you can you do one uh <laughs> I feel like if I did it, I would just like wreck my throat. <laughs> there you go. It's not bad. All right. I love it. All right. Have a good night, everybody.